0: TED Audio Collective. Welcome to the TED Business Podcast. I'm your host Madhupa Akinola, a professor at Columbia Business School. In her 2019 TED Talk, Brittany Packnett, a writer, activist, podcast host, and former teacher, so when I was a little girl, told us about a very special object. A book
1: sat on the coffee table in our living room, just steps from our front door. And the living room is a first impression. That room had to stay perfect, but I would risk messing up that perfect room every day just to see that book. On the cover sat a woman named Septima Clark. She sat in perfect profile with her face raised to the sky. She had perfect salt and pepper cornrows plaited down the sides of her head and Pride and wisdom just emanated from her dark skin. Septima Clark was an activist and an educator, a woman after whom I'd eventually model my own career. But more than all the words she ever spoke, that single portrait of Septima Clark, it defined confidence for me before I ever even knew the word.
0: Confidence. We talk about it all the time. We know how important it is, that it matters, and yet she still thinks we underestimate it.
1: I'm completely obsessed with confidence. It's been the most important journey of my life, a journey that, to be honest, I'm still on. Confidence is the necessary spark before everything that follows. Confidence is the difference between being inspired and actually getting started between trying and doing until it's done. Confidence helps us keep going even when we failed.
0: And it's not something you're just born with. Brittany believes you can build it in others and in yourself. She outlines how in this talk in a way that is especially relevant for people who don't have role models that look like them. Then after her talk, I'll be back to share another technique to build confidence that has made all the difference for me at work and beyond.
1: Impending deadline. Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big. Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's click. Click, click, click. block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at Canva.com. Designed for work. Canva. Yeah.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive.
1: The name of the book on that coffee table was I Dream a World, and today I dream a world where revolutionary confidence helps bring about our most ambitious dreams into reality. That's exactly the kind of world that I wanted to create in my classroom when I was a teacher, like a Willy Wonka world of pure imagination, but make it scholarly. All of my students were black or brown, all of them were growing up in a low-income circumstance. Some of them were immigrants, some of them were disabled, but all of them were the very last people this world invites to be confident. That's why it was so important that my classroom be a place where my students could build the muscle of confidence, where they could learn to face each day with the confidence you need to redesign the world in the image of your own dreams. After all, what are academic skills without the confidence to use those skills to go out and change the world? Now is when I should tell you about two of my students, Jamal and Regina. Now, I've changed their names, but their stories remain the same. Jamal was brilliant, but unfocused. He would squirm in his chair during independent work, and he would never stay still for more than three or four minutes. Students like Jamal can perplex brand-new teachers because they're not quite sure how to support young people like him. I took a direct approach. I negotiated with Jamal. If he could give me focus work, then he could do it from anywhere in the classroom, from our classroom rug, from behind my desk, from inside his classroom locker, which turned out to be his favorite place. Jamal's least favorite subject was writing and he never wanted to read what he had written out loud in class. But we were still making progress. One day, I decided to host a mock 2008 presidential election in my classroom. My third graders had to research and write a stump speech for their chosen candidate, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, or John McCain. The heavy favorites were obvious, but one student chose John McCain. It was Jamal. Jamal finally decided to read something that he had written out loud in class. And sure enough, Jamal stunned all of us with his brilliance. Just like Jamal's dad, John McCain was a veteran. And just like Jamal's dad protected him, Jamal believed that John McCain would protect the entire country. He wasn't my candidate of choice, but it didn't matter because the entire class erupted into applause a standing ovation for our brave friend, Jamal, who finally showed up as his most confident self for the first time that year. And then there was Regina. Regina was equally as brilliant, but active. She'd inevitably finish her work early, and then she'd get on about the business of distracting other students. (laughs) Walking, talking, passing those notes that teachers hate, but kids love. Despite my high ideals for our classroom, I would too often default to my baser instincts, and I would choose compliance over confidence. Regina was a glitch in my intended system. A good teacher can correct misbehavior, but still remain a student's champion. But on one day in particular, I just plain old chose control. I snapped. And my approach didn't communicate to Regina that she was being a distraction. My approach communicated to Regina Regina, that she herself was a distraction. I watched the light go out from her eyes, and that light sparked joy in our classroom. I had just extinguished it. The entire class became irritable, and we didn't recover for the rest of the day. I think about that day often, and I have literally prayed, that I did not do irreparable harm because as a woman who used to be a little girl just like Regina, I know that I could have started the process of killing her confidence forever. A lack of confidence pulls us down from the bottom and weighs us down from the top, crushing us between a flurry of can'ts, won'ts, and impossibles. Without confidence, we get stuck. And when we get stuck, we can't even get started. Instead of getting mired in what can get in our way, confidence invites us to perform with certainty. We all operate a little differently when we're sure we can win versus if we just hope we will. And this can be a helpful check. If you don't have enough confidence, it could be because you need to readjust your goal. If you have too much confidence, it could be because you're not rooted in something real. Not everyone lacks confidence. We make it easier in this society for some people to gain confidence because they fit our preferred archetype of leadership. We reward confidence in some people, and we punish confidence in others. And all the while, far too many people are walking around every single day without it. For some of us, confidence is a revolutionary choice. And it would be our greatest shame to see our best ideas go unrealized and our brightest dreams go unreached, all because we lacked the engine of confidence. That's not a risk I'm willing to take. So how do we crack the code on confidence? In my estimation, it takes at least three things. Permission, community, and curiosity. Permission births confidence. Community nurtures it, and curiosity affirms it. In education, we've got a saying, that you can't be what you can't see. When I was a little girl, I couldn't show confidence until someone showed me. My family used to do everything together, including the mundane things like buying a new car. And every time we did this, I'd watch my parents put on the exact same performance. We'd enter the dealership, and my dad would sit while my mom shopped. When my mom found a car that she liked, they'd go in and meet with the dealer. And inevitably, every time, the dealer would turn his attention and his body to my dad, assuming that he controlled the purse strings and therefore this negotiation. Reverend Pacnett, they'd say, how do we get you into this car today? My dad would inevitably respond the same way. He'd slowly and silently gesture toward my mother and then put his hands right back in his lap. It might have been the complete shock of negotiating finances with a black woman in the 80s, but whatever it was, I'd watch my mother work these car dealers over until they were basically giving the car away for free. (laughs) She would never crack a smile. She would never be afraid to walk away. I know my mom just thought she was getting a good deal on a minivan, but what she was actually doing was giving me permission to defy expectations and to show up confidently in my skill no matter who doubts me. Confidence needs permission to exist. And community is the safest place to try confidence on. I traveled to Kenya this year to learn about women's empowerment among Maasai women. There I met a group of young women called Team Lioness among Kenya's first all-female community ranger groups. These eight brave young women were making history in just their teenage years, and I asked Purity, the most verbose young ranger among them, do you ever get scared? I swear to you, I want to tattoo her response all over my entire body. She said, of course I do, but I call on my sisters. They remind me that we will be better than these men and that we will not fail. Purity's confidence to chase down lions and catch poachers, it didn't come from her athletic ability or even just her faith. Her confidence was propped up by sisterhood, by community. What she was basically saying was that if I am ever in doubt, I need you to be there to restore my hope and to rebuild my certainty. In confidence, I can fi- in community, rather. I can find my confidence, and your curiosity can affirm it. Early in my career, I led a large-scale event that did not go exactly as planned. I'm lying to you, it was terrible. And when I debriefed the event with my manager, I just knew that she was going to run down the list of every mistake I had ever made, probably from birth. But instead, she opened with a question what was your intention? I was surprised but relieved. She knew that I was already beating myself up, and that question invited me to learn from my own mistakes instead of damage my already fragile confidence. Curiosity invites people to be in charge of their own learning. That exchange, it helped me approach my next project with the expectation of success. Permission, community, curiosity. All of these are the things that we will need to breed the confidence that we'll absolutely need to solve our greatest challenges and to build the world we dream. A world where inequity is ended and where justice is real. A world where we can be free on the outside and free on the inside because we know that none of us are free until all of us are free. A world that isn't intimidated by confidence when it shows up as a woman or in black skin or in anything other than our preferred archetypes of leadership. A world that knows that that kind of confidence is exactly the key we need to unlock the future that we want. I have enough confidence to believe that that world will indeed come to pass and that we are the ones to make it so.
0: Thank you so much. Support for TED Business comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just wanna know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedbusiness. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedbusiness. Odoo, modern management made simple. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending, Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. There were so many moments in Brittany's talk that gave me chills. And I especially loved when she said that confidence allows us to redesign the world in the image of our own dreams. I got chills because I think about how many dreams were crushed because we might not have given people confidence-building opportunities to make that dream into a reality. Also, call me a little bit random, but throughout Brittany's talk, I couldn't stop thinking about superheroes. Really, superheroes like Spider-Man, Captain America, and Black Panther, who, by the way, is one of my favorites. Superheroes remind me that one of the best ways to gain confidence at work and in life is to know your superpowers. Wonder Woman knows her superhuman strength. Captain America knows the power of his shield. And Black Panther regularly shows that he knows he's a genius at invention. Each of them uses this knowledge of what they bring to the table to then surround themselves with people who have different superpowers. Like all of those superheroes, we need to do the same thing. We need to understand our superpower at work and in other environments, because when we understand our strengths, we can then surround ourselves with people who backfill in the areas where we're weak. This self-awareness process can make for more productive teams, and think about how much happier we will each be when we get to use our unique gifts and talents on these teams. So how do you really figure your superpower out? The first step is to break down your job or the job you aspire to have into its component parts. What does the job require? Then ask yourself, given all of these aspects of my job, where do I excel? Which components do I feel I could do all day? When do I feel so alive? And others would say, I'm in my zone. That is your superpower. And when you know your superpower and you're advanced enough in your role, you can create the systems and structures that will actually help you focus on what you do well. And then you can engage others and help them work in areas where they excel that might not be your superpower. And this is what creates the community, Brittany says, can fuel your confidence. And here's my superpower as an academic researcher. I love designing studies and collecting data, I love working with companies, understanding their challenges. I love leading focus groups and facilitating group discussions. When I'm engaging in these activities, I don't want to stop. I feel so alive, like I could go on and on and on. And once I understood those to be my superpowers, I was able to identify colleagues who had complementary superpowers, who felt alive conceptualizing and making sense of data, or who loved developing new theories. And working together in our strengths gave us collective confidence to come up with solutions to some of the toughest problems and the biggest puzzles organizations grapple with. This also helped me push through the highs and lows of academic life and gave me so much more joy. And it even helped me get tenure. I hope that this extra little dose of confidence that comes from knowing your superpower will help us all dream more boldly. Thanks so much for joining us today. Kim Naderfane petersa is our producer. The show is mixed by Dan DeZula. And special thanks to Colin Helms, Michelle Quint, Angela Chang, Corey Hajim, and Anna Phelan. And an extra special shout out to my friends who forced me to watch superhero movies with them. Because without your corralling, my superpower would be a lot less clear, and I certainly would be a lot less confident. I'm Adupa Akinola, looking forward to talking to you again next week.